Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, I got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's going on? What's going on, people? You know, uh, week eight is uh, almost over. Got this Giants game going on with the Bucks, But, uh, you know, a lot of slow week weather is affecting some games. Uh, A lot of low scores out there. But uh, two words, Dalvin Cook. Let's go. Oh, man. Uh, Hopefully you were like Greg and you were on uh, the right side of the Dalvin Cook uh, massacre, four-touchdown performance. Mm. Uh, I was on the receiving end in most of my leagues uh, in our League of Extraordinary People. I had the uh, wonderful pleasure of going up against Sir Dalvin Cook. So that was fun. You could already tell how my week had went. But don't worry. I'm sure a lot of you out there had to go through it too. Um it was a rough week for some of us, but yeah. let's just jump right into the matchups this week eight recap. Um, but just before we we do that, uh, I it'll be a solo pod for Greg uh, this week. Uh, I will be going away, um, my wife and I, traveling for her 30th birthday. So we'll be out, uh, as I mentioned on the DFS rundown on Sunday. Uh, there will be no DFS rundown this weekend, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be back with that next week. But... Um, jump into this week eight recap and starting with the quarterback position as we always do. And Greg, uh, Patrick Mahomes oh, Patty. of the Kansas City Chiefs as the QB one on the week, 36.64 fantasy points, 31 of 42, 416 yards, five passing touchdowns against my New York Jets. Greg, what did you make of this performance by Patrick Mahomes here? Oh, uh, vintage Patty in his very young career. Uh, this is, you know, what he does is very. This is a good performance by him. Uh, after two, you know, average pretty much performances at the quarterback position. Not that his team was, you know, his team was still killing and doing well, but didn't really do much for Mahomes. But he was slinging it. Uh, the Jets, you know, focused on stopping the run, so it just made it better for Pat Mahomes to just to fling it down the field. And we told you to start everyone, and literally almost every receiver scored for them in this one. So yeah, Patty Mahomes dogging. Yeah, man. I mean, focused on stopping the run when the best quarterback uh, of probably this generation is back there. That's a great game plan. But um, shout out, shout out to Greg Williams of the New York Jets. And uh, yeah, man. You know, Patrick Mahomes. Man, what is there to say? Five touchdowns. Uh, unfortunately for me, I mean, fortunately for me, I have Patrick Mahomes in our league of extraordinary people go. two quarterback league. But I couldn't even take advantage of this five touchdown performance that he's putting on my Jets. So, uh, yeah, Patty, good for I mean, you, man. Did you uh, did you get that uh, that that cover though? You know, did you take that? The I, I didn't, man. I just oh, there's man, no I there's like know. something. 
No it's the plan, no, yo. Man, there's some, <laughs> I, I know, man, but I just can't bring myself to bet against the Jets, man. It just hurts <laughs> to do it. So, um, <laughs> you'd, be a, a of, you'd be well off right now, honestly. <laughs> I honestly, I, I would have, I would have. I mean, it'd be better than watching them, as Adam Gase said, get their face stomped in uh, every week. Did you hear that one, Greg? No, I didn't. I don't really listen to Adam Gase. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I try not to, but when he says, when he gives us gems like these, these are awesome. They asked him, you know, uh, how, you know, what, what's his response to being, oh, an eight. And he's like, I, you know, I, I'm in this, I'm in this to business to win. Uh, I don't do this to get my face stomped in every week. So, uh, apparently Adam Gase doesn't like getting his face stomped in. Who, who knew? Cause he's pretty good at it. Yeah. He's pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, the QB two on the week, uh, pretty good at stopping people's faces in Russell Wilson. Uh, the the QB two twenty eight point seven fa- uh, four fantasy points, uh, twenty seven of uh, thirty seven, two hundred sixty one passing yards, four passing touchdowns. None of which he felt like throwing to Tyler Lockett, who I sorely needed to catch one or two. Uh, but twenty three rushing yards. Uh, Greg, what'd you make of this performance here uh, by Mister Unlimited? Oh, man, I feel like Russell Wilson's probably the only quarterback to stomp you in the face but do it in such a nice way. But, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, <laughs> uh, he's the man, you know, just continuing the MVP campaign going on here, uh, just dominating, continuing to show, you know, why he's, um, you know, seems like he's the, the QB1 on the year. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I, things that we'll never have to hear when this year is over. Can you believe Russell Wilson never got an MVP vote? <laughs> Yep, finally. Moving, <laughs> yeah, man. Moving on to the QB three on the week. Uh, Matthew Stafford, twenty three point four four fantasy points, twenty four forty two, three hundred thirty six yards, three touchdowns, one interception, one fumble loss, ten rushing yards. Before I hand this off to you, Greg, I just have to. I have a complaint about Matthew Stafford. Uh, last year, if you don't remember, Greg, uh, Matthew Stafford, he's somebody that was not very high on. Uh, because, uh, you know, they don't, they, they weren't a volume, a high volume pass offense mm-hmm. and Matthew Stafford wasn't very efficient and he, you know, he was going to be okay for fantasy, but he was never really great until what happened last year when he Ooh, was great, when they're throwing him. the ball, they're throwing the ball down the field, killing, right? So what do I do? I get sucked in. I, I project Matthew Stafford to be a, a top, uh, 14 quarterback. Same, same. But what do we get, Greg? <laughs> we get... Sorry, we get nothing. We get mid uh, QB two performances, uh, you know, low end QB two performances at that. And now I put him to dead, and here he comes out against the Indianapolis Colts, the top de- one of the top defenses in the league, one of the top uh, worst matchups for quarterbacks. We literally said, "Do not play Matthew Stafford," and here he is dropping a QB three on a week. Greg, what do we make of this? I mean, I think that you kind of summed it up for right? that, that, that. The frustrations is uh, definitely there. You know, we, we told him to go back to the well after that first game where he had the good matchup. He's had all these juicy matchups and he finally comes through. Uh, even with Galladay being hurt. And that's the, we thought that would be. That's the craziest yeah, that's part. That's the craziest part. Yeah. <laughs> He's the key to the offense, we thought, getting him downfield. And it didn't matter. Marvin Hall and uh, Marvin Jones were able to get in the end zone. So, yeah. Uh, impressive. I mean, you know, maybe he can uh, continue the success because uh, Galladay seems like he's going to be week to week. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> someone who does not frustrate me as much as 
Matthew Stafford, someone who I expect uh, performances like this pretty much on a weekly basis now. Yep, uh, Justin Herbert, yes, the QB4. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Greg, your start of the week, the QB5. Phillip Rivers, the QB6. Drew Locke coming in as the QB7. Mm-hmm. Four, uh, three touchdowns in a quarter, man, to, to come back on the, on, the, on the Chargers there. Drew Brees is the QB8. Matt Ryan, the QB9. And then Joe Burrow coming in as the QB10. Cam Newton, man, with the bounce back, uh, coming in as the QB11. And then Ryan Tannehill coming in as the QB12, my start of the week. Um, but, Greg, any honorable mentions for you here on these stud performances? Uh, anyone you want to shout out? Oh, always shout out to Joey B, Joe Burrow. Anytime he finishes as a QB1. Drew uh, Locke in a good performance. That was uh, dope to see. He's got Atlanta next week, so keep an eye on that. And, uh, yeah, Cam Newton with the bounce back for sure, getting a QB one week again. Yeah, man, uh, I'm with you. Uh, Joe Burrow pretty much going to make – I mean, I, I – I, Oh, yeah. I put it in a QB bet one. that he would that he would be QB 16, but he's yeah. coming in hotter than that, man. I mean, if this man's um, going, dropping back every time, he can support anybody <laughs> and all himself as well. Yeah, man, definitely. And then um, – you know the bigger the big herb man. I just I don't know man. I just every week he's gonna do this. <laughs> he it is. just feel like, it feels like it feels like every week he's gonna Absolutely. do this. There's no reason to doubt that that he's gonna get you a high yardage and almost three passing touchdowns. Like yeah, he had two picks and still finishes the QB four. Crazy. I mean, what is that? Is this three straight weeks now with three passing touch? At least three passing touchdowns. Uh, that'll be yeah the Saints week last week and now this week. Yep. Yeah, dude, just stuck. Yeah, uh, um, just know you heard it where you heard it first, man. Oh yeah, man, yeah, absolutely, right here on this pod. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan Tannehill, man. I mean, just continuing to do what he does as a QB one. Respect the man. Uh, but then some Jags, man. It's definitely some Jags this week. Oh. Uh, Josh Allen, man, this is crazy. This is four weeks in a row now. Uh, not not uh, as a QB one finish. No, I mean this is four weeks in a row where he he underwhelming and, I mean I th- we, I th- saw this one coming. I think we I think we both did right, but um, not to this extent. I would think maybe it gets better next week. Um, who do they have next week? feel like the matchup is actually pretty good next week. I'm not sure at all. Um, I haven't looked at majority of the matchups for next week except that. No, they have uh, Seattle. Yes. Matchup is great. They yeah. play Seattle. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we get a bounce back week next week. We're there with uh, him getting to go up against Seattle. Uh but then we also had some games, like you said, Greg, affected by weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously we saw the Thursday night game. Teddy Bridgewater got affected by that a little bit. Uh, but Derek Carr, Dave Baker Mayfield, uh, there was some serious wind in, in that game, uh, which caused neither of these guys to really have the day that we were projecting. I know that we had talked about, you know, during the week, Derek Carr or. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, and, you know, we said, hey, do we need the ceiling or do you need this, fl-? you know, do you need a baseline? And I said, I need a ceiling. 
But by Sunday morning, I, I realized with with the weather implications that we were getting from these from these games, uh, that that ceiling or nor the floor was going to be there for Derek Carr this week. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, weather's definitely going to affect this game. Uh, affected the the other game as well, and you know, the Thursday night game, and it's going to start to get in November hit. It was a little frigid today outside, so uh, these next two months are going to be tough. Yeah, man. And somebody who uh, weather was not really an issue for them, uh, their their weapons wasn't an issue for them. Um, their offensive line wasn't an issue for them. Uh, they were actually the issue for themselves and their team. That was Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, man. So, Greg, what do you want to say about uh, your favorite quarterback in the NFC East, Greg? Man, Carson Wentz, man, that that was that was a pathetic performance last night. I watched that entire game because you know I have a lot of stock, a lot of faith in Jalen Rager. Uh, shout out to him. Finishes wide receiver twenty five right over that or you know twenty four line that I thought he would be, but it's definitely because of Carson Wentz, man. This man, the first two times he fumbled the ball, he like literally didn't see the pass rush coming blindly at him. It was like ridiculous how how uh, the pressure that was coming to him. He didn't care. Always trying to make something happen. But majority of the time, never does. Like, it's crazy. Uh, and then the next two picks, he just throws it away. It's not a, he, was, he was playing, like, backyard football, trying to just throw it away, slash throw it at interceptions. Like, once just giving him four four turnovers. Like, you can't be doing that in this league. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's holding back Fogum and Rager, man. He needs to get it together. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Hey, at least he didn't try to attempt any sidearm passes like Ben DiNucci. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Ben, ben DiNucci, he looked like he was back. Talk about backyard football. <laughs> that man looked like he was doing <laughs> that. It was, it was wild last night. Oh, man. That's All right, man. Let's move on to the... <laughs> let's move on to these, uh, these running backs, man. And the running back, the uh, RB1 on the week. Iron Chef. That would be the Iron Chef, man. Dalvin Cook, <laughs> 47.6 fantasy points. That's a half PPR scoring, y'all. Uh, 30 carries. I don't know the last time I've ever seen Dalvin Cook at 30 carries. On, 30 man. carries, 163 yards, three rushing touchdowns, added two receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown, which came on a 50-yard reception. This dude scored on all four of Minnesota's first offensive drives. Has never happened before until Dalvin Cook did that on Sunday. Oh, my God. Greg, what did you think of this performance here by Dalvin Cook? He single-handedly, like, beat the Green Bay Packers. Like, he could actually say that. This man it was insane. Uh, uh, yeah, he's. I keep saying he's the most underrated back in this league. He's a top-five running back. Uh, you know, top-three option and debatable. So, so, he's balling right now. Uh, you know, a true RB1 in this business. Off of an injury. Like he got this much volume, that's amazing to see. So yeah, he, he just keep locking and loading instead of forget it. Yeah, man. I mean, I I know you say that often. I don't I don't underrate Dalvin Cook. Uh, I I've understood that he's a top five back in this league for for her. I mean, it's always tough, man. We could go top five, but then it's like, all right, well Saquon's not playing and. Uh, CMC is not healthy right now, and mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is is really good, and Alvin Kamara, yeah, and no, I mean, Derek it's a tough Henry. It's but a tough conversation to have. It, Dalvin Cook's name is like not usually mentioned. I feel like. Oh, I mean, I, I believe not Dalvin us, Cook is a, is it? But like, no, no, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. 
people out there. Yeah, I think that's probably recency bias too because Dalvin Cook is somebody that's often injured. So you don't really see him unleashed. Like last year was the first time where we really saw Dalvin Cook like fully unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was healthy for the most part. I think lasted 14 games. But that's always the thing with Dalvin Cook is that it's always going to be injury history. But I don't think – I think if you if you told fantasy – I don't know if you told me as a fantasy manager, hey, Dalvin Cook is going to – he'll play all 16 games. I think he's in the conversation for the number one overall pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's the question. Will that ever happen in his career? <laughs> play all 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a good question I'll take 14, there. though. I'll take 14. Oh, great, great. Yeah, game. I mean, for – yeah, I mean, I think the the key with Dalvin Cook, right, is that you 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 just draft Alexander Madison, right? Absolutely, <laughs> right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have to worry about it. Let him let him do uh, something relief, and then come in, maybe not do anything, and then you know Dalvin Cook will be back by then. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to the RB two on the week, and somebody who is actually uh having this opportunity because he is in relief of someone that is Giovanni Bernard, the RB two coming in uh, 21.3 fantasy points, 15 carries 62 yards, a rushing touchdown, three ca- uh, catches for 16 yards and a, a touchdown reception. Greg, what did you make of this performance by uh, Giovanni Bernard? Oh man, this is, this is awesome, man. Anytime you see these relief running backs come in and do what they have to do like that, just, free squares for fantasy players in season long and DFS. Uh so that's awesome to see. Um in a very talented the the, the you know, Bengals played the best game of the season right now. They they played a they played a really good team and uh they, they really much dominated the game uh with Gio Bernard and I loved the volume that he's getting. Uh it was good to see Joe when Joe Mixon was in there, he was uh you know arguably a top ten option, top five option because he was getting that volume, that workhorse volume and they continue to do it with Gio Bernard, like keep playing him. Yeah, man. I mean, he's getting the touchdown opportunities that Joe Mixon was not getting. Um, And then also on top of that, you know, like what you were saying before about him being essentially a free square. And he's he's a he's somebody that like, you know, wins you a couple weeks. Yeah. Right. Keeps you afloat, wins you a couple weeks um, while you sort, you know, while you sort the rest of your roster out. You know, maybe you had, you know, people on by this week. You know, especially if you had Joe Mixon, but you know, even if you didn't have Joe Mixon, right? Yeah. I mean, think about the boost that he provides if you if you were if you were not even the Joe Mixon manager. Right. You know, let's say you just ha- you just happen to have, you know, uh, you just happen to have Antonio Gibson on by this week, or, uh, you know, you're 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 the you're the Christian McCaffrey manager, and you're mm-hmm. waiting for him to get back, and you weren't able to get Mike Davis, and you know, Giovanni Bernard is just one of those guys that came in probably going to give you a boost for a couple weeks and then you know you you're never gonna you're never gonna use him again nope nope unless something happens yep unless something happens again (laughs) and and that's that's fantasy that's no idea definitely those these important these are so important weeks right now to get into the playoffs i feel like again you're right everyone is four and four right now i feel like i'm in four and four every league about to be yeah man and that's that's all it is it's just it's just stacking these wins and just and just Counting them later, right? It's just really it. It's just taking a week to week approach. I know we play season long, uh, but you got to take that week to week approach almost just to kind of get that mindset into what do I have to do to get a win this week? And if that's picking up and starting a Giovanni Bernard, then that's what you have to do. Yep. 
Um, all right, man. RB three on the week. Alvin Kamara, twenty point eight fantasy points, twelve carries, sixty seven yards. Uh, did I have this right? I put down two rushing touchdowns, but I do not believe Alvin Kamara had any rushing touchdowns. No, he did. He did not. Uh, nine catches though for ninety six yards. Man, might as well be a receiver out here. I mean, he was the leading receiver for the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, but Greg, what'd you make of this performance here? This man is he's he's been killing. Like he's absolutely killing. I think his floor has I don't think he's been under a one single game under like fifteen points or seventeen points. Like his floor has been there for you you uh you know, another um, receptions work is there. He's on pace for hundred and twenty six receptions, I believe. So yeah, he's that's like CMC like legendary numbers like for running backs like uh, you know, all time level numbers for running back receptions. So he's killing this year. Yeah, you know, at some point in the offseason, we'll have to, uh, when we look back at Alvin Kamara's season, you know, we'll have to look at where he ranks as the uh, fantasy wide receiver. But in terms of the fantasy running back and half PPR scoring, Greg, you are correct. He has never scored less than 15.9 That's That's uh, half PPR That's points. Everything you can ask that for. is everything you could ask for from an RB1 uh, on the, uh, has never been lower than the RB13. And. When he wasn't the RB13, he was at least a top... He's been a top nine running back in half PPR scoring. And if he wasn't the top nine running back, he's been a top five running back. Top Mm. five in four games this season, Alan Kamara has been. So that's more than 50% of his games because the Saints have already had their bye week. There's nothing more you could ask for. There's there's nothing more. Nope, there's absolutely nothing more. Yeah, no, it's it's been awesome. Um, moving on to the rounding out the top twelve running backs on the week, DJ Dallas. Talk about spot starts coming oh, in as the RB four. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Moss coming in as the RB five, and then Jordan Wilkins and Heem Hines coming in back to back RB six and seven. That hurts. Uh, the RB8, Derrick Henry. The RB9, Damian Harris. The RB10, Justin Jackson. The RB11, Jamal Williams. And the RB12, uh, Philip Lindsay. Some honorable mentions I will throw out here. Gus. Uh, Gus Edwards, yeah. J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both these guys in the Ravens' backfield. Talk about can't run against the Steelers. Uh, both these guys coming in. Uh, Gus Edwards coming as the RB13. Uh, Dobbins, I believe, was RB15 or 16, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Greg, what did you make of this performance here uh, by, uh, well, just by these running backs on the weeks and some some top performers? Oh, yeah, no, this was nice. Um, you know, Miles Gaskin, again, finishing as that consistent RB2 you need. Uh, James Conner as well coming through in another healthy week. He's going to finish right at that borderline RB1 number. So, yeah, this is, this is a good week for, for running backs. And uh, those ones... That we kind of believed in coming early in the season, that coming through, uh, Zach Moss specifically. Yeah, man, Zach Moss, this was a huge day for him. Uh, it's funny because him him and Devin Singletary had essentially the same stat yep, line. 50-50. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was 14 carries for 80-something odd yards. Um, the only difference was Zach Moss had those two rushing touchdowns, which yep, is what we had talked about. Work. Yep. The goal line work, which is what we had talked about in the preseason with Zach Moss, which was 
hey, he's gonna get, he's gonna have the more valuable touches, which is those opportunities down by the goal line, mm-hmm. uh, and and we know that he can catch the ball, contrary to what people might think when you look at a Zach Moss, um, you know, because he's he does look like a big bruising back, but he, you know, someone had sixty six college receptions, uh, can can be a receiver out of the backfield, so, you know, I think if you had picked up Zach Moss if he would if he was dropped or if you've held on I don't you know god bless you if you've held on for that long <laughs> definitely but <laughs> <laughs> uh if you were able to pick him up and add him then uh definitely you know he's come to he's definitely come through for you uh I don't know how many people started him this week but he's definitely come through for you now yeah facts um Justin Jackson, man, looks like he's pretty much taking taking this backfield now. I know, but like, that, it feels like they've just been flip flopping. Like last week, it was Kelly leading in carries and snap share, and then this week is back to Jackson. I mean, more often than not, I think it will be Jackson, but I'm just I'm just waiting for Eckler to come back, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the big sign that we're all taking from this is wait wait. Can't wait till Eckler gets back. At least we know uh, the biggest thorn in his side at the time was Joshua Kelly. Uh, Eckler is uh, like a rocked up, super super hydro uh, nitro version of Justin Jackson. So yeah. <laughs> uh, n- no reason to 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 he'll he just be redundant at that redundant at that point. Um, but yeah, man. Now we got to get to the Jags of the week, man. The just the guys. I, I don't want to confuse anybody because maybe we we might have some new listeners, but. Uh, just the guys, not Jacksonville Jaguars, um, but the guys that did not come through for you this week. Uh, and first one I'm gonna throw out my start of the week, Le'Veon Bell, man. Uh, oh, well, and, and I Clyde guess, too. and Clyde, because yeah. it's a it's a it's a duo thing there. Uh, but you know what happens? I realized something in football, Greg, when the quarterback uh, throws a touchdown pass of like 50 yards or more, that's bad for the running back. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, no, you but seriously, about it, the the game plan for your your beloved Jets was to try to stop the run, and they they it worked. They succeeded in that. Like, you <laughs> hey, you know what? I think Adam Gase is going to look back at this and say, "Hey, guys, we can build off of this. We set a plan, we set a goal, and we accomplished it." Yep. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. um, crazy. Yeah, no, but those you know those drives are instantly over uh, once Patrick Mahomes throws a forty-yard touchdown pass yeah. or a thirty-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, um, and these guys are getting fifty percent of the work. And by the fourth quarter, Andy Reid called called the dogs off. It, early, it did look like it was promising for the Le'Veon Bell revenge game narrative. But uh, where are you at with these guys' rest of season? Um, they're both. RB2, so there's a lot of these RB2 kind of backfields like Justin Jackson, Justin Ke- Joshua Kelly, uh, J.K. Dobbins, and maybe Gus Edwards moving forward with Mark Ingram being hurt. Like, uh, there's a, but I mean, Clyde and Le'Veon are a probably a sexy pair of RB2s. So, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, more on the, like the uglier side. Like, it, it's, 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 it's coming with these two, two running back 50 50 people. What if I said the RB1 is the new tight end? Oh man, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so painful. <laughs> Just in the first year when I was accepting, like getting the two running backs in the first two rounds, um, 
you know, next year might be real rough to find those outside of the top 12. Like, <laughs> the, the, so, you know, these borderline RB1s are going to be in, like, 50-50 blackfields. <laughs> right? Definitely. It's going to be crazy. I mean, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, been a lot of weird stuff this year, though. I mean, obviously, Saquon Barkley being out, um, you know, don't want to even say that, uh, you know, CMC being out is missed one because Mike Davis has been doing his thing for a while. Um, but like Aaron Jones being injured also doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zeke Elliott suffering from Dak Prescott being out. Yeah. Uh, so outside of like Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, uh, and James Robinson, you don't, there's really no true advantage (laughs) at the running back position. No, no, there isn't right now. There really isn't. Um, and really the quarterbacks are really getting the scoring and and the wide receivers, honestly. They're separating. Yeah. Getting yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's the one, right? Because wide receivers, it's like there's there there's a ton of them. They're everywhere. But it's it's getting the big week by the wide receivers is yeah. what's the difference. Facts, man. Um. Yeah. Move now that we talk. Oh no, we got to talk about the rest of these jags, man. Because people are worried. People are nervous. Your start of the week, JT. Uh, he. Was weird day, man. We we talked about the running backs that ended up in the top in the top seven or yeah the top seven uh, with Wilkins and 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 Hines. Wilkins had twenty carries on the day. Naheem Hines two receiving touchdowns. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor completely left out of this. Twelve carries all day, twenty two rushing yards. Um, but then it was later. You know, I guess reported. <laughs> Uh, stated by Philip Rivers in a in a in a press or not a press conference but a post game interview, he said that you know he liked the way that the the young running backs uh, Wilkins and Hines stepped up with uh, J T being a little nicked up. So uh, that's a little bit I guess that's some solace that fantasy managers can of Jonathan Taylor can take here. But where are you at in terms of your panic level with Jonathan Taylor, Greg? Um, if if he if there is some type of injury um and it maybe it's not too serious that he doesn't miss any time i would be a little concerned still because you know how uh rookies you know they they like hollywood brown one of those people that played with injury all year and then it really had suffered for him uh made him like you know took away his boom volume made him more of a wide receiver three rest of the season so uh this could maybe affect jt if he is going to be nicked up um Definitely having Wilkins on Hines on the radar, though you have to. Yeah, no, you absolutely have to look to add those guys on uh, on the off of the waiver off the waiver wire. Uh, yeah, it's it's because it's it's tough with JT, man. Like you said, we don't know, uh, we don't really know the nature of of the injury. Um, trying to see if I can find it, I haven't yeah. seen anything reported on it all day. But, um, so it could be yeah, it's definitely after the season, like, oh, he was playing with this all year and it, you know, it hurt him. Yeah, that would definitely, uh, that would definitely not be good, good news. If you, uh, if you are the Jonathan Taylor, uh, manager, as I am one of those, as you would expect, as he was my breakout running back. Um, he's dealing with an ankle injury, apparently. It's a mm. little bit of an ankle injury, according to Frank Reich. Um, 
it didn't come up until after the game. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough because he he's going up against Baltimore. So what do you do this week, right? It's not the it's not the best matchup in the world. Um, you'd be you'd probably be more inclined to play him if you guaranteed that he was going to get the bulk the bulk uh the bulk of the work, but you don't even have that guarantee. Yeah, this so, could be a Hines game script too. If Baltimore does take a lead, um, I mean he's he's probably more in the flex conversation this week. Um, but I mean you're you're probably there's a lot of lot of, again going through this bye weeks. It's gonna be crazy again next week. Uh, I can tell you no Cincinnati already, so no G Bernard, uh, no yeah a lot a couple other teams as well. Yeah, man. I mean, so Greg, let me ask you this question preemptively uh, before the this week goes on. Before before we get to the matchups, of course, this week later in the week. But Jonathan Taylor against against uh, Baltimore or uh, J.K. Dobbins against Indianapolis. Um, I'm if Mark Ingram's not playing, I'm going J.K. J.K. just looks so. He just looks yeah, so explosive, he looks man. He looks really good. Yeah, <laughs> just, he did. And then, you know, Gus Edwards to bring him. I'll even start Gus Edwards as well, I think. Yeah. Plus, you know that's what the Ravens want to do anyway. They came out against Pittsburgh, and it's like, oh, no, they're not going to run the ball. They're not going to run the ball. They ran and 47 they ball. times. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar, they all had like oh. 16, they said 17 carries, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's, uh, yeah, JK is somebody that you should want to play. Yeah. Um somebody else who was a Jag this week, uh Zeke Elliott, man. So, uh, I mean, three, this is three straight weeks, four straight weeks now? Three straight weeks. Ooh. Three straight weeks. Uh it's been a long time since we la- he was the the RB two against the Giants in week five. Um half PPR scoring. Since then, he's been the RB eight, uh, the RB twenty eight, the RB forty, and the RB twenty nine. That is super and he is super rough. <laughs> Pittsburgh Pittsburgh next week. Yep. And then a bye. Oh man. Dag, yo, the time. Andy the time. Dalton has Pittsburgh next week. Poten- potentially Andy Dalton. Or you could get or you could get uh Ben DiNucci. No, I don't want it. I don't want any of that. If Ben DiNucci's playing quarterback, I don't want anybody on the Cowboys. Uh yeah, it's it's Andy Dalton needs to come back very quickly. Zeke Elliott this week or Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have to go Zeke just because I know he'd get the volume. Yeah, I mean, if I don't know if what's gonna give me a healthy JT, then yeah, obviously Zeke though. But yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's rough right now for Zeke. Like it's you know, that James Robinson looking looking much better and better. Yeah, def, def, definitely looking better and better. Uh, except I don't think the James Robinson manager would take it now. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, um, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt did not come through this week. Um, this game was just weird, though. Yeah, it was, was just a weird week, to be honest. Yeah, but. the whole entire game. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, outshined by Philip Lindsay, who had a 55-yard touchdown oh, run. So two, you know, vulturing each other backfield. Two men workhorse. Yeah. Um, I mean, who would you rather have rest of the season, Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay? Um. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 
Philip Lindsay, maybe. Uh, he seems to be been more efficient with his runs, but I feel like Melvin Gordon majority of the time would get more touches. So, yeah, that that's just another. They're just RB twos. They're both RB twos. Yeah, I uh, something about Philip Lindsay tells me that we should buy him. Just something there. I mean, I just feel like Philip Lindsay is the better the better runner than Melvin Gordon. I feel like he's a better player. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, he's been more efficient with his touches, and we know about what Melvin Gordon did. He he's a big back. He's he's you can use him in the pass game. Uh, you can use him around the goal line. Uh, he's he's you know he's good. He's not that he's bad. He's just not as good as Philip Lindsay. It's just I that's my personal belief. Maybe uh, you know others might feel differently, but I, Philip Lindsay's been one of the best backs in the league for the last three years. It, for whatever reason, Denver just does not want to give him the opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, um, all right, man, let's move on to these to these wide receivers, man. The wide receiver won on the week, and it was a Seattle wide receiver. This week, it was DK Metcalf, 34.1 fantasy points and half PPR scoring. A regular season career high 12 catches. 161 receiving yards and two touchdowns, Greg. What do we make of this performance here by DK Metcalf? Um, yeah, this is this is DK. This is what you know we want from him. Like every week, it seems like. Um, just I, I feel like it's so easy for him on the field when he gets the ball uh, to create space to just uh, move defenders out the way. Um, yeah, he's he's an absolute beast. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully more often than not, he's finishing as a top wide five wide receiver because. I feel like he could be he could do that every week. Yeah, you know what? It was weird in this one to see DK Metcalf get 15 targets cuz then I thought why don't we just throw DK Metcalf the ball 15 times every week? Cuz yeah. that was a career high the yeah. 15 targets. <laughs> like why not try to get just, more often than not? That man's going to give you a big play like just get, <laughs> so why not? Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, DK, DK is the best, the biggest, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? He's the, the most athletic freak that we've seen playing wide receiver since Calvin Johnson. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, let's just keep throwing DK the ball. And it'll just make, I think, honestly, it just makes your whole offense better because, it just makes your whole offense better because uh, now... Teams are gonna be like, well, we don't, we don't want to get beat by this guy. Nope. And then it just opens things <laughs> up for Tyler and other people. Everybody, man, to hold the run game. Like, you gotta put three guys over the top to cover to cover DK Metcalf, man. Hey, look, man, Evan Ingram, he's out here making plays, man. I he see, heard you I talking. He's, yeah, he had to heard the nation talking after his last week's performance. So. Hmm. Yo, Greg, the Giants, man, they're up 10, up 10, uh, 13-3, <laughs> probably 14, Greg. How's this make you feel, man? I mean, that that they're winning the game, I'm very hesitant to make any celebration. I just I need to see them finish. You know, you realize they were up 11 last week with like five minutes left. Yeah, who was the Eagles, man? Exactly. They're like, not, uh, not as good as the team as the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, this is moving on to the wide receiver two of the week. That would be Devontae Adams, uh, 26.8 fantasy points, seven catches, 53 yards, 
three touchdowns. Uh, Greg, what do we make of this performance here by Devontae? Oh, yeah, this is, you know, that, that receiver where I expect him to be in the top five every week. That's, like, what it is for Devontae. Uh, he's he's uh, absolutely a beast at the wide receiver position. Um, yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, I love how, you know, he, he knows, like, everyone knows in the building who he's going to. You still can't stop it, so it's awesome to see. Yeah, man, uh, Devontae Adams fulfilling my prophecy is to finish as the wide receiver one. Uh, I mean, granted, Michael Thomas is, is injured, but uh, Devontae, man, is just absolutely killing it. You know, it's I just wish that, he, you know, when we get the three of them back together, Devontae, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, that it's just like Devontae Adams, Aaron Rod- Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, these yeah. Two just I need to make that like this, what the Arizona Cardinals we want to be, D-Hop, Kyler Murray, you know, King Drake, but hopefully Chase Edmonds now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's going to be the Chase Edmonds, man. Uh, but the wide receiver three on the week, uh, Robert Woods and Bobby Woods, man, the week I decide I'm going to sell all my shares of Robert Woods. Crazy. Uh, is the, the week that he Jones. decides the week to you sold Daniel Jones? Like you got to give you one week. Like the week you sold this Robert Woods now. Another wide receiver one week. Oh wow! You just made me think about this. The and then two weeks ago I sold DJ Moore and Kenyon Drake, and that was Kenyon Drake had the sixty nine yard touchdown run, and DJ Moore had a two touchdown game against the Saints. Hey man, who are you trading this week, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I'm gonna trade a bunch of people, make a DFS lineup, and I'll uh, see y'all in Hawaii. Word. Um. All right, man. So the uh, but the wide receiver three, Robert Woods, twenty four point nine fantasy points and half PPR scoring, seven catches, eighty five yards, a touchdown, nine rushing yards, and a touchdown. I mean, this happens when Jared Goff throws the ball sixty one times. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Bobby Woods? Yeah, that's, that's dope. I mean, Jared Goff throwing it 61 times is definitely not going to happen more often than not. I mean, the Rams were a team that was running the ball at a heavy rate before this. But, yeah, uh, 61 times, got Robert Woods got involved. This is this is dope. Uh, not the 21 targets that it was Cooper Cup, but at least, you know, Robert Woods was able to get in the end zone and, and uh, get that touchdown upside. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just forget. I know that those rushing touchdowns are always going to be like there, you know, but I just always forget that that's a possibility with Robert Woods, even if he's not getting the targets. Oh, no. Nah. That this rushing touchdown is still going to be a you know possibility. I never forget. I feel like one of my rants last year was involving Robert Woods getting mad rushing carries, more rushing carries than targets. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> um,. And then the wide receiver four on the week, Tyreek Hill. The wide receiver five, Corey Davis. The wide receiver six, Miko Hardman. Hey, nice to see you, buddy. Uh, the wide receiver seven, Brandon Ayuk. The wide receiver eight, Mike Williams. The wide receiver nine, Allen Robinson. The wide receiver 10, Marvin Jones Jr. Wide receiver 11, that would be Keenan Allen. And the wide receiver 12, Julio Jones. Uh, honorable mentions, man. Travis Fulgham, mm-hmm. number one receiver, Travis Fulgham. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Greg, your start of the week, yes, also sir. had a good day. Uh, Cooper Cup, man, 11 catches on 21 targets for 121 yards. Uh, Darnell Mooney, 
uh, came through as a as a deep shot play if you played him. Uh, and then Jalen Rager, uh, the rookie, first career game, gets his first career touchdown. Like you said, could have got more if it was not for Sir uh, Carson Wentz, uh, a.k.a. Prince Harry. Um, <laughs> Greg, what do we make of these wide, wide receiver performances, man? Which, which one of these... These studs stuck out to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the Tyler Boyd coming through, of course, as the you know Joe Burrow's number one receiver. Uh, yeah, Jalen Rager and Fulgham both you know being can possibly finish top twenty four in more weeks than not. Uh, yeah, again, Julio Jones killing early in the week. Um, yeah, uh, Hunter Renfro coming through with that touchdown. You know, slot receivers. You know, we saw we could play, so that was good to see. Yeah, man, uh, Corey Davis. How about that one? Oh, yeah, for sure. Corey Davis is going to be there. He's uh, right at that 49%, so we, we're going to talk about him a little later. Yeah, man, uh, this is a guy was the fifth overall pick in that 2017 draft class. About time. Uh, that featured <laughs> Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Jamal Adams, uh, Miles Garrett, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Um, you know, but Corey Davis, the fifth overall pick in that draft class. And like you said, about time, we hadn't seen anything from him that warranted that selection un- until now, uh, 10 for 128 and a touchdown on Sunday. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's been balling and Miko Hartman, man, seven for 96 and a touchdown. Uh, the touchdown was a, a 30 yarder on, a on, you know, one of those jet sweep touch passes, which are the most beautiful thing in fantasy football, Facts. in my opinion. Um, and then you know Brandon Ayuk, man, come my start of the week coming through, uh, with with a solid week, man. Um, oh, and then of course, because like I said it last week, uh, when we when we were covering the Jags, Mike Williams. Of course, he was going to show up this week. Yep. Because I said it last week. Yep. That he didn't show up last week, so this was the week he was going to show up. So. If you had him, you should play him, <laughs> but don't play him. Yeah, man. You know, oh man. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember you saying exactly that. That was gonna happen too. <laughs> <laughs> he made some nice catches too. Oh yeah, because Mike Williams does that. Oh. Just when Jalen Guyton's not getting them, um, and then the Jags of the week, man. Uh, uh, Tyler Lockett, because yeah, if DK is doing well, then oh, Tyler Lockett. it's vice versa. They just flip flip weeks. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't get it, man. The thing is, is that you could have a good DK week with a good Tyler Lockett week, like those have happened. True, but it's hard to get like a good DK week or a good Tyler Lockett week with a blow up DK week. I just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, nah. Uh, the two been, Minnesota it, receivers didn't come through for you at all. Oh yeah, I mean, like, like we talked about, uh, if you. I I have a lot of Justin Jefferson when this when the weather reports came that there were 40 mile per hour gusts of wind in this game I took any I removed any Justin Jefferson from my lineups because uh when the wind is at play uh the deep passing game that is what gets most affected uh Adam Thielen who is probably a lower a, he's a lower A dot receiver uh, he's not as, he's not affected as much so I'd be more willing to play a guy like Adam Thielen. Plus, you know, he's Adam Thielen. When they get down by the goal line, they're probably going to target him. So, like, I'm willing to take a chance on him. A guy like Justin Jefferson, who I know is a deep threat, going to make his money 
off the deep ball, I was I had zero interest in playing him. And so that would be my advice to fantasy managers out there. If you you know if you have a guy like this, you know we're playing a game that's a lot of variables at play. Uh, the weather is another variable and something that needs to be considered. Uh, just like we consider uh, wide receiver cornerback matchups, or we might consider uh, game script, or you know the defensive line and the offensive line. Like th- this is just another variable that we have to consider. Absolutely. Um, and then Hollywood Brown, man, uh, came through with a touchdown, but only got two targets, uh, both of which were in the end zone. Actually, interestingly enough, uh, but like you said, they ran the ball forty-seven times. That was their game plan. Uh, to run the ball against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but Hollywood Brown was not happy about that. He posted a tweet after the game uh, that he deleted. Uh, I actually don't even know what the tweet was, but uh, expressed his unhappiness with, I guess, the game plan and his lack of involvement. Uh, and, Greg, I know that we have Hollywood in our uh, in one of our leagues, or actually two of our leagues. Um, and so... Um, what did you, what did you make of this, and where are you at with Hollywood going forward? Um, yeah. So I mean, his his ADP was in. He was getting you know, around that round six, round seven range. So uh, I mean, you know, but we were definitely hoping for a lot more. We thought that was a steal right there at that at that range uh, to get the boom value he's giving you, but he's not giving you that at all. Um, I yeah, I think just going forward, he's he's a He's more of just a, a boom flex. I mean, that's really where he is now at this point. I mean, but uh, still have yet to see that boom week, which, you know, that, that, that keeps ticking every week. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's a wide receiver three uh, with, you know, obviously the upside that's there. Uh, the tweet. Um, yeah, the tweet said... What's the point of having soldiers when you never use them? Mm. And he put in parentheses, never, with two exclamation points. That's so he deleted that tweet. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's, he's frustrated uh, about his lack of involvement in the offense. Uh, I mean, when he's been targeted, I mean, this was actually the first game where he had less than six targets. Uh, so... You know, that was interesting part of the game plan. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, John Harbaugh had, you know, said that he's probably a little frustrated. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we saw, we did see other receivers in the in the Baltimore passing game get involved. Willie Sneed, Devin DuVernay, uh, you know, Miles My, Boykin also get involved. So... You know, it, it is tough, but like we said, he's a wide receiver three with, with that boomer bust upside. I think you can play him in good matchups um, if you need, like, I mean, that boom Chase, week Chase that Claypool is we're chasing. Like, looking for now, like, over him at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to just because yeah. the vol- the you know, the, the type of offenses these guys are in. Uh, Chase, I mean, and the other thing I think that doesn't, that needs to, be noticed here is that Lamar Jackson's just not playing well. Yeah. Like he's not he's not throwing the ball well. Yeah, he had some key and, like killer turnovers yesterday too, actually. 
Yeah, and so I mean, Mark Andrews is somebody we'll get to in a little bit, but he's also been he's also been affected by this as well. So, uh, you know, this is just like I think if we see Lamar start playing well, if the matchups maybe you know get more advantageous down the road, those are situations that we'll look at. But I don't think it's out of pocket to have Chase Claypool or Mark and Hollywood Brown in the same in, a, in the same tier right now. I don't think that's I don't think that's a hot take at all. Um, but somebody who is frustrating me, and I, I'm i a huge proponent of this player, but he's frustrating me beyond belief. Deontay Johnson, man. Yeah. This dude cannot stay healthy. No, I mean. You can't. I mean. Go vegan. Can we go vegan or something, bro? Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, in, in, in this offense where they're not necessarily – the the pass attack that they used to be you know they're definitely more uh, of a throwing big ben's not you know really throwing down the field targeting down the field a lot so uh, just off that too um yeah it's it's it's, it's gonna be rough for who to like kind of see who's gonna get that top week for these receivers especially if deontay can't yeah stay i mean it's, yeah i mean if deontay can't stay healthy I, th- I think that you know juju has been coming on two games in a row now where he's where he's been productive. Yep. Uh, obviously, we we know what Chase Claypool provides is that that deep ball presence and somebody that they use around the goal line too as well. So, um, you know, he's definitely you know somebody I think becomes very intriguing. But Deontay Johnson, if he can't stay healthy, uh, I mean, he's he did end up coming back in the game after you know ended up with a hamstring or a hamstring injury. Did come back in the game, um, you know. So he played through it, but was just not effective after that. Uh, you know, didn't wasn't very involved in the pass game after that. But just something to watch with him going forward. I, I, you know, I thought about selling him after the explosion last week, um, but I, you know, I mean, they got Dallas. I, next week. I was like, that's that's the that's the that's the thing, right? Is they get Dallas next week, and so you super excited about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, just be him being a guy who's thirty percent of this team targets. It's it, you know, it's not many of those guys right now, and so to, to to trade him was tough. But I I wanted I thought about trading him because of the injuries the injuries that that we have with him. Um, and so last week was was a good time to capitalize coming off the big game. But somebody who did not come through, and so. His team probably can't capitalize off of the big game he did not have. That would be A.J. Green. So uh, just when we thought that he wasn't dead, he comes back. Oh, man, I mean, that, that was suffering from the Auden Tate show, man. Auden Tate uh, came through, guys, uh, I think seven targets, six targets. Uh, so hopefully, man, you know, they. this would be good for both of them. If they trade A.J. Green, his fantasy volume, and then Auden Tate as being that third receiver in this Oh, offense. man. I would love that because yeah. Auden Tate, all my dynasty shares of Auden Tate would rise from the dead. Yeah, that would be absolutely um, beautiful. I mean, Joe Burrow could definitely support <laughs> three receivers, so I'm I'm all for it. Maybe they didn't play AJ Green because they already had a trade maybe. partner. Yeah, and maybe. so they were keeping him healthy. You know, I, I hope um, so. <laughs> all right, man. Let's move on to these tight ends, man. The the, the top tight ends on the week. Uh, Travis Kelsey coming in as a tight end one, 20.9 fantasy points, eight catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown here. 
Greg, what do we make of this by Travis Kelsey? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is what we expect from him again. Uh, so it's good to see that. And yeah, we told you you could start literally anyone that's breathing on the Chiefs. And uh, he was another one of those guys that got a touchdown. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, the underhand touchdown, they get to see that twice in one year. So that's awesome to see there. And then uh, Jared Cook. The tight end, two on the week, 13.6 fantasy points, and half PPR scoring, five for 51 and a touchdown. Greg, are you surprised by Jerry Cook and his tight end two performance? No, definitely not. I mean, he's literally the only other pass catcher, him and Kamara, in this offense uh, right now for Drew Brees. Uh, hopefully, Michael Thomas could come back next week, uh, just make things easier for Jerry Cook, uh, and they could have three valuable pass catchers for, for Drew Brees. Yeah, man, that'd be huge. Um, but, yeah, definitely not surprised by Jared Cook on this one here. Um, and how dare you? Only two pass catchers. Did you not see Taysom Hill out there? Uh, <laughs> depending on if you play ESPN or FanDuel, he was considered the tight end three on the week, Greg. That's disrespectful. Crazy. Um, <laughs> but the tight end three on the week, Eric Ebron, uh, 12.8 fantasy points, uh, four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the tight end four, uh, Robert Tunyon, he's healthy again. So coming in as a tight end four, TJ Hawkinson, the tight end five, Jack Doyle, tight end six, uh, Trey Burton, the tight end seven, Dalton Schultz, the tight end eight, Noah Fant, the tight end nine, Ross Dwelly, the tight end. Oh, we're in, we're in, did you catch a touchdown or not territory <laughs> now? Uh, tight, Ross Dwelly, the tight end 10. Hayden Hurst, the tight end 11, and then uh, Albert Obo-Wake, <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'm not even going to try it anymore. I thought I could do it, but I, I had it last week, but couldn't do it today. Uh, but Al O coming in as a tight end 12 uh, because he caught a touchdown. Yes, sir. So, uh, Greg, what about these? Uh, any of these top tight end performances stick out to you? Uh, I'm happy about Noah Fant coming with the bounce back uh, for sure. And they got Atlanta next week, so that'd be good for him. Uh, TJ Hawkinson has been very sneaky, like tight end consistency, like all year, mm-hmm, uh, which is dope mm-hmm. and tough matchups too. Uh, and Eric Ebron, he seems like the guy. You know, if you need a tight end Sunday morning, he seems like he's always there. So, uh, he, you know, he he's been providing. Yeah, man, he definitely was the tight end that if you needed Sunday morning, that he came through. Um, yeah, Robert Tunyon. Love that. He's he's healthy again. I, like I said, I think that ankle injury was bothering him a little bit, uh, but he's healthy. Um, and, yeah, I think that's really it in terms of the uh, top of the studs at the position. But now we go to the Jags, man. Uh, and there are a few of them, uh, some big performance or some some guys we expect some, uh, you know, larger, bigger performances from. Uh, Darren Waller did not come through this week. Um, yeah, that game. Mark the Andrews. That game again. Yeah. Yeah, the weather in that game was crazy. Uh, Mark Andrews also did not come through. Um, yeah, man. Are are you with me now on Hunter Henry? Are, any chance? Four for 33? Um, he did better than uh, Mark Andrews, I guess. Oh, uh, no. In uh, leagues. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, he's not going to win you weeks, but he's not going to, like, lose you. I don't expect much from a tight end. Like, uh, you know, you score one more point, you could you could finish as a tight end one. <laughs> Craig, 
Tight end 14, 12, 17, 27, 10, 29, 15. <laughs> like, how are you not upset about this? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. like. No, I mean, it's not, not providing. But that 27 into 20 is like, what, six to like seven points? The 27 was was 4.9 and the, the 29 was 3.8. Yeah. I'm saying like the gaps so of like. I don't know. Oh, the gap. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, I, I, I guess, but I'm just saying, like, there's no... You, you'd be better off streaming a guy in a good matchup because in the best matchup he had for us all year, which is New Orleans against in Week 5, he got 10.3. <laughs> Jacksonville was a good matchup. He got a 3.8. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough with tight ends out here. Like, I'd rather play Hayden Hurst than Hunter Henry right now every week. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's hard to and Hayden Hurst is probably out there. Tight end, so I mean, more often than not, your team is streaming for tight ends every week. <laughs> no, I mean, I I get it, but at least I want the guys that are gonna have some upside. I mean, Hunter Henry, yes, Hunter Henry is not gonna lose you a week because everyone else, no one else has a tight end, but he'll never win. He's not. He, I mean, I'm not. I want to say never because. I want to be hyperbolic here. Hunter Henry has been good in the past. I don't know what's going on with him now. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the targets are there. He's just not catching them. And they're not even like high-value targets. We've seen like three other tight ends get touchdowns in the red zone on this offense. He's not been one of them. Don't know what his issue is. But Mike Gusecki also did not come through this week. Don't know... Uh, don't know what the target the targets were there. Uh, that but, was yeah, uh, that was a factor to uh, like I mean that the offense didn't do anything really <laughs> in that game. <laughs> yeah, so I mean he hasn't he hasn't really done anything since week five when he was the tight end seven. But um, where you at with Gasecki gets Arizona this week? Are you concerned? Are you looking elsewhere this week? What are you doing? Uh, I mean, I did end up starting Harrison Bryant over him this week, and that still didn't work out. So it's not, you know, it's like it's rough out here for tight ends. Like, um, if you can find someone, you could try. You could try. I mean, Logan Thomas, I mean, he's a guy I think I would go add and maybe start over him this week. Like, he's the free agent right now, so we can still go get him, I think. Would you start Logan Thomas over Hunter Henry this week? Yeah, probably, yes. (laughs) Um... All right, man. Anybody else that's a jack? Oh, Johnu Smith, my start of the week. Uh, what are we making about this? Uh, did not come through here against Cincinnati, which was a, a good matchup. Uh, I'm still, I mean, more often than not, I'm, I'm starting him because the tight end position, man. You know, I just, unless your name is Travis Kelsey or when I mean, George Kittle's out now, but like, or you're probably going to finish outside the top 12 more, you know, more, more often than that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, no, but Johnu Smith. Tight end nine, three, twelve, two. I mean, the guy's yeah, been great, been you know. Yeah. Even Jimmy Graham gave you a tight end one week, tight end nine. Yeah. Jimmy Graham wins you. Dalton Schultz wins you a week. <laughs> tight end seven, the tight end four. I'm just saying, Greg. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I'm. I mean, look. Would I rather play Hunter Henry over Tyler Higby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, that's a show because I love Hunter Henry. It's tough. I mean, T.J. Oxford. No, it's, it's tough. I, out of side of Travis Kelsey, T.J. Oxford's probably been most consistent tight end. Oh, yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey has only one time finished as a outside of the top 10. Yeah, that's dope. 
and only twice did he finish outside the top six. Yeah. Um, someone who, let me just say, uh, my my guy David on Twitter uh, at Guru Fantasy World, I believe, is the the, the handle. But uh, Travis Kelsey, he said, he said Travis Kelsey manager or the Travis Kelsey manager has now has the single like most. Uh, the single like be, like the highest advantage in fantasy football. Yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. no, that's like plus at least plus ten right now. I feel like on points for <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a huge advantage to have uh, over the tight end. Like he can score twenty and that probably the only one I could say I could score twenty on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean Kittle was uh, obviously could could have been in that discussion. Will will no longer be in that discussion probably for the rest of this season uh, as we. You know, that's a nice segue for our injury segment. But uh, George Kittle um, expected to be out eight weeks with a small fracture in his foot. Obviously, this is a blow to the 49ers who have dealt with a variety of injuries to key players all over their roster. But also definitely a blow to fantasy managers because going from Kittle to uh, streaming the tight end position, definitely not an ideal situation there for you. So, Greg, what do we make of this uh, situation here? Yeah, I mean, if you're the Kittle manager, I mean, I will go right away, try to get Rob DeWelly. I mean, he's probably going to give you some service weeks, I think, more often than not. Um, so, yeah. Don't forget, Jordan Reed comes back, too. Oh, yeah, Jordan Reed uh, he did have some good Kyle... weeks in the beginning of the year, too, when, with Kittle out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Kyle Shanahan said that earlier, and actually before the this game, before they even played this game against Seattle, he said that uh you know, Jordan Reed was making progress on his way back. So he's definitely probably the guy that I would want to go look at. Yeah, I mean, maybe Jordan Reed's still in IR roster. and you could put him in your IR spot and then go get Rob Dwelly as well and <laughs> add him and put him in your tight end spot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then on top of losing George Kittle, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is going to be out with an ankle injury. He aggravated that high ankle sprain that he had suffered in week two. Uh, but now... He it, it could require surgery as per Adam Schefter, uh, and so he uh, he's expected to be out for an extended period of time, at least six weeks. Could be longer if he is required to get surgery. So Nick Mullins is set to to start. Obviously, started earlier in the year uh, was benched for C.J. Beathard, um, but is is set to start on Thursday night against the the Green Bay Packers. So, um, Greg, where are we at with that? What's your take on that situation? Um, yeah, I mean, I think maybe, you know, in some weeks, Nick Mullins could super, like, super flex five. That's really the only consideration I have for him. But other than that, you know, uh, I don't think the offense shouldn't suffer too much. One, because they, they're, you know, a heavy run team to begin with. And they are a, they're Kyle Shanahan, too much of a genius offensively to not uh, have this offense working still. Uh, Nick Mullins played well in relief, so it's not like he was a, some scrub. So I think he can still be serviceable and get Brandon Ayuk the ball and his pass catchers. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, it's going to be tough, man, because what Kittle provides you as uh, as that run blocker and, you know, you know as what he provides as a receiver yeah. as well as an offensive weapon, I think that's his, probably a bigger blow True. To the Niners and losing Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. Um, but uh, the 
other injury uh, that we have to a starting quarterback, that would be Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this happened last week. We didn't really talk about it because with the Jags being on by, uh, wasn't necessarily fantasy relevant. Uh, but obviously, if you were the Gardner Minshew manager in a super flex league, this was relevant to you. So um, hopefully you were able to make an addition there. But Gardner Minshew is dealing with a thumb injury, won't play in week nine against uh, against the Houston Texans. And head coach Doug Marone said he has no idea how long that how long Minshew will be out. He he said it, and then he said it, it's not a guarantee. Uh, that was a quote that he that he will get his job back uh, even when he does return from injury. Uh, so sixth round rookie quarterback uh, Jake Luton, uh, Jake Luton of Oregon State is set to start this week. Um, and the Jags, you know, this was a team that we all expected to have the worst record in the NFL. They were widely expected to have the worst record in the NFL. Um, they they won uh, week one against the Colts, but they haven't won a game since. Um, this is a team that people have talked about having the possibility of potentially trying to get that number one pick to draft a quarterback high next year. And that, you know, they, they could move on from Gardner Minshew because he was only a sixth-round pick. Not much invested there. This could explain why probably why he's been playing so poorly over the last few weeks, but still they're not tied to him. Um, Greg, where what is your take on this with uh, Gardner Minshew? Um, yeah, this is a big blow for probably the fantasy relevance of this offense, specifically uh, DJ Shark. Um, and, you know, if, if Keelan Cole had any interest to be a wide receiver three or stuff like that. So, um, definitely, you know, Gotta, you know, I don't say you would cut DJ Shark. I would want to see that one game probably, but he's, I don't think I would go ahead and start him next week. Uh, and if, maybe if you need a streamable defense, Texans might be the one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Houston's actually been a pretty good matchup for the wide receiver position. Uh, so maybe it's tough to, to fade Shark too this week. Of the unknown. Obviously, like it's situation. too scared of the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I think your only hope is that Shark would continue to, to be the top target in that offense. Right. Uh, kind of like the Terry McLaurin effect where maybe this guy is just going to see 30% of the targets. But we haven't seen Shark do that. I mean, we saw that last game. Um, you know, we saw that obviously happen last game where he saw 14 targets, I think it was, or something ridiculous like that. Um, but, you know, but... uh. Hey man, all I see is more reliance on, on James Robinson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I mean, or all you see is what Zeke sees, and that's more stacked boxes on James Robinson. True, true, true. But yeah, at, <laughs> at least uh, they'll they'll be more uh, you know wanting to throw them James Robinson the ball too. I think that is the one thing, but we don't know if that's a nature that's if that's a effect of Gardner Minshew right. though, right? Because right. we've seen young quarterbacks come in and not know what the checkdown is. True. <laughs> Not even know that it exists. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of unknown here. Uh, DJ Shark is somebody that I would... Hey, Greg, DJ Shark, this is the week because I sold him last week. He was somebody that I was actively trying oh, to sell in all of my in all of my leagues last week. DJ Shark. Oh, man. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't do it last week because he was on buy. So, this is the week. This would be the week to do it. So... Uh, DJ Shark. Um, all right, man. The there's uh, not injury related, but some COVID related news. Uh, 
Cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens, Marlon Humphrey, tested positive for COVID-19. Will be out week nine against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, So that is something to monitor there in terms of of that game. Uh, He will have to go through a series of positive tests before returning. Uh, And then in Arizona, they they placed two players on the COVID reserve list. Linebacker Devon Kennard and cornerback Byron Murphy. They were both added to the list. So... The facility has been shut down while the uh, the the, uh, the Cardinals undergo COVID protocols. So that's another situation to monitor. Um, but then uh, the big news that's the most relevant news is that Green Bay running back A.J. Dillon has tested positive for COVID. Uh, so uh, he will obviously be out for Thursday night football against the San Francisco 49ers. But Jamal Williams has been diagnosed uh, or has been designated my, uh, my apologies. Designated as a close contact to AJ Dillon, and so he, if if he's potentially determined high risk, a high risk close contact, then he could be out Sunday or Thursday night football as well um, against San Francisco. So Aaron Jones, who's been dealing with the calf, he was a limited participant in the practice estimation for for Monday, which points to a, a good sign of him potentially playing. On Thursday, so um, Greg, what is your take on that situation with Green Bay and San Francisco, and what would be, I guess, your advice to managers with this game uh, being potentially uh, coming up on Thursday? Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, gonna be interesting uh, if, if Aaron Jones could play. Of course, you're, you're starting him uh, if he's able to go by Thursday, um, and Jamal Williams is out. Um, so keeping an eye on that because it would be both. If they're both positive, uh, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon, yeah, Aaron Jones would just be the only back there. Yeah, which would be, I guess, what we would, I mean, obviously hope that Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon are okay, but uh, Aaron Jones, we've obviously, I think we we were talking about this this afternoon, Greg, as you were complaining about how Aaron Jones doesn't get this usage that Jamal Williams has been, has been getting. Know. Uh, but now we might see Aaron Jones get it. Nah, that's cool. They'll, so, they'll find a way to get Devontae like some something. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Moving on to the uh, the waiver wire, the waiver wire uh, portion of the pod, man. Greg's about to break down some of these these top guys we're gonna add. Is we got four teams on by this week: Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Rams, and Philadelphia. So, uh, Greg. The running back position, obviously the position we start with every week here. Who we are uh, looking to potentially add this week at that position? Uh, you talked about that Thursday night game, Packers 49ers. I think that top guy has got to be Jermichael Hasty. Uh, he's at 42% roster ship uh, with Tevin Coleman out once again. Uh, Jermichael Hasty should be the, uh, the, the become the early down back for the 49ers. Uh, got 12 carries to McKinnon's three. Uh, McKinnon will probably get primarily the passing down work. We'll lead in maybe the targets and receptions, but... Being attached to this rushing attack is always great. And they play the Packers, who literally is one of the worst rush defenses in the past two years. They just let Dalvin Cook single-handedly beat them. So definitely a juicy matchup this Thursday night for Jermichael Hasty. Uh, after that, it's probably going to be, you know, that looking towards that Rams backfield uh, with the injury to Daryl Henderson. Uh, this might open up opportunity for both Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown. Uh, you, you know, Cam Akers, we think, is the better prospect. Sean McVay seems to not, you know, not want to give him too much of the ball. I mean, Brown got 12 touches to 10, uh, to his 10, Cam Akers 10. 
Uh, also, Malcolm Brown played in 60% of the snaps uh, to Cam Akers 21%. So maybe that gets a bump. But uh, both these guys might have some intrigue, I think, uh, to add with the injury to Daryl Henderson. Now, after that, Gus Edwards, uh, he's at 30% roster ship. He got the 16 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown uh, with Mark Ingram missing extended time. He's going to be around that borderline RB2, I think, value with J.K. Dobbins, uh, bringing you more upside. But Dobbins, you know, he, he played double the snaps, so that just shows right there how they kind of view Dobbins maybe with the more upside. Uh, but Gus will get goal line work which will make him intriguing, and the Ravens run the ball. Uh, they ran the ball 47 times, so he's going to have intrigue as well to, to, to give you some good weeks. Uh, after that, Damian Harris, he's at 47%, um, but this is another good week, uh, like good standard week, I like to call it. Got the 16 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. He only played 20 snaps, which is crazy that he was uh, able to do. Uh, literally, when he was in the, ball, in the game, they were running the ball to him. Uh, he, he's averaging, That's the Sony Michelle yeah, stat that line. That is the Sony Michelle stat line for sure. Um, he's averaging 12.2 carries though in the in his four games that he's played. I think he could be you know a bye week fill in, uh, give you some RB three value in, in some weeks in in, in a good matchup. Uh, after that, uh, it's got to be Brian Hill. Lastly, um, you know gaining he's gaining intrigue uh, regardless of Gurley if his health or not. I think he's just someone to keep an eye on if the Falcons continue to increase his usage uh, going into next week. He's at 11% roster ship, um, but with the injury intrigue, uh, also. The guys that are going to come up is Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Uh, you know, we talked about the rumors that if JT is going to be banged up or nicked up, both these guys got to be added. Naeem Hines at 29%. Jordan Wilkins is at 2%. Jordan Wilkins would be the kind of early down rusher in this offense, and Hines would be the pass catcher. So uh, in games, Hines might probably be a little safer. Uh, but if JT is banged up, then Jordan Wilkins has a lot of intrigue. Uh, and on the health of... Uh, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde, DJ Dallas has got to be a guy you can add to give you uh, RB2 value. He's at 25% roster ship. Um, but yeah, I think he, you know, monitor Car uh, Chris Carson's health and Carlos Hyde's health throughout the week, but he could be, uh, you know, a bye week fill in um, or a spot, spot start that just like he was this week for some people. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's pretty much it for the running backs as far as the, from after the injuries. All right, man. So, which of these guys, I guess, are you prioritizing, or what's the top guy that you you really want this? Week? Uh, definitely Jamichael Hasty uh, at forty two percent. After that, I probably would go for the uh, Gus Edwards uh, and then the Rams backfield because um, I mean, you know what Malcolm Brown could do, but maybe you know you're, you're a believer in the Cam Makers upside, so you'll, you'll go at him. But I would go for Gus before that. Yeah, I would uh, I would go Gus too. If I needed a guy to start this week, I think it would, it would probably have to be Hasty. Yeah, I think if I'm needed going a matchup. Um, just everything. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna get the first and second down work for sure. Yeah, and even seasonal out. I mean, season long outlook as well. Mm -hmm. Um, he he's probably the guy that you want. Although McKinnon, uh, did get a lot of goal line work earlier in the year, so, um. Yeah, you never really know. Could with, uh, get a situation. With the, yeah, yeah with Shanahan, <laughs> you never know. Um, but, again, with this quarterback situation being what it is, maybe McKinnon is the guy that's maybe um, used. I mean, obviously we know his role in the past game. But, uh, yeah, again, with Shanahan, you never know. But I like I like Hasty, the prospect. I like the player. Uh, he's looked like the best back, like in terms of running the ball in this backfield. So uh, he'd be my number one target as mm -hmm. well. Uh, Greg. 
uh, the wide receiver position, man. What are we looking at this uh, week? This week, we are going definitely the first guy you got to look at. He's at 47%. Corey Davis uh, now back-to-back with 10 target weeks. Uh, so this is dope. 8 for 10 for 128 in touchdown. Talked about in the recap uh, part. So he's, you know, he's just been just as productive as A.J. Brown, honestly, in receptions, targets, and yards. He just hasn't been getting that touchdown upside that A.J. B's been getting. But with this passing offense, you know, being a higher volume this year, uh, they could provide both both receivers to get top 25 weeks, um, and, and, you know, when, when you need to. So that's good for him. I think Corey Davis has definitely got to be an ad if, if you need a receiver uh, for sure. After that, it's got to be my boy, Jalen Rager, your boy in the model. I think Jalen Rager is 20, he's at 24% roster ship. He finished as the wide receiver 25, missed that prediction by one. But, you know, we've shot for perfection here. Uh, see you second in targets with six behind Fulgham. Scored a touchdown in a very ugly game for Carson Wentz. Uh, had the four turnovers, but I think he'll end up being this Deshaun Jackson in this offense. Uh, so in coming off the bye week, uh, you know, we kind of believe in the rookies being featured. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is one of them again. So I think he can... Be featured out coming out the bye, going against the Giants. Uh, he can both both of these guys can provide you Fulgham and, and Rager as top twenty five wide receivers. After that, uh, with the injury to Galladay, uh, being he might be week to week, uh, Marvin Jones and Marvin Hall. I think both those guys, you know, the two Marvins. Marvin Jones is at forty nine percent, so he might not be too out there. But Marvin Hall, uh, he got seven targets, got the one thirteen. Uh, in yards, so that was a, a good boom. Uh, was able for Matt Stafford to get down the field, and you know he loves to try to get down the field and get those deep targets. So if Marvin Hall is going to be in that that in this offense while Kenny Galladay is out, I think uh, he's a good add uh, for sure. Um, and the deeper speculative ads, I think Curtis Samuel. I'm still intrigued in him just to see how he'll be used when CMC is fully back. I know it's going to be either him or Mike Davis that's going to suffer. Uh, so we're just not sure who's gonna who's that's gonna be yet. Uh, after that, Kendrick Bourne's got to be a guy. Uh, is that eight percent roster ship? Uh, no Debo Samuel, no George Kittle. Now he he becomes basically the number two pass catcher after Ayuk. We are getting ten targets for eighty one yards uh, last week, and then lastly, Anthony Miller and Darna Mooney. Uh, they both around that six percent mark. Uh, one's gonna emerge as the number two receiver. Uh, you know, Anthony Miller got the eleven targets. Mooney got the six targets. Uh, so uh, Nick Foles seems to be throwing a little bit more, close to, you know, 40 times a game. Uh, you know, I think one of these guys can help you down the stretch. Yeah, man, I like I like the, the, the add-on of those two guys at the end. Um, Breaker's somebody that people might drop this week. I don't know. He's on bye. That's true. He is uh, on bye. Ooh, I hope people drop him. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> People might drop him. I mean, it'd be tough, to, depending on what your record is, to hold him. Yeah, right. True. I mean, yeah, it could be potentially. Ah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I would see his value. So I would, I would be. He's a. He's a yeah, I mean, I think I think it depends on your. I think it depends on your league, right? I think if the people that you're playing with, if they're pretty sharp, or you know, if they, if maybe they don't know about Jalen Rager because he is a rookie. A lot of people may not, and he's not a rookie that people knew about coming into the year. Yeah, and he's been injured, so he had his first game back, and it's not even like he had a huge stat line. Um, so I don't know if people are even gonna be looking at him. People might. I think he's somebody that you could sneak onto waivers this week, and then quietly pick up on like Sunday. True. If you if you've sorted out your roster because he's on by, so you you know if it allows you to, to drop somebody. If he is rostered, maybe go hit up. up that manager and try to buy him then too. If he if he might be, yeah, because you could try to buy him, 
Um, I would probably wait until the, the day after waivers yeah, clear to see if they drop to see if they That's drop them. Because if they, yeah, and then if they don't drop them, then maybe you could try to buy yep. them. But, um, all right, man. What about the the uh, quarterback position? Let's go there first. Uh, it's a little rough this week, but I'm gonna go with first. You know, Kirk, I'm just going based on this week nine matchups. Kirk Cousins got Detroit this week. Uh, you know, he wasn't really asked to do much with the game plan, which is, you know, I said if the Vikings are going to win this game, they need to run. Dalvin Cook down their throats, exactly what they did, which is good for them. Uh, but I think, you know, the Detroit versus uh, the matchup versus Detroit is a little more favorable for the air game. Uh, weaker secondary, he'd be going up against, just gave up three passing touchdowns to Phillip Rivers. So maybe Kirk Cousins give you a QB2 week. Uh, Derek Carr, you're throwing, throwing that weather game out the window. I think I'm going to give him another chance. Uh, he's at 42% rostership. But they got the Chargers this week, and I think that's going to be a potential shootout. Uh, barring any weather, uh, that should be a good game. Uh, Drew Locke was able to to gunsling all over the Chargers defense, and the Chargers seems to be in a lot of high over under games with uh, the Herb. Uh, and lastly, Drew Locke him, you know, himself at 10%. If you're really desperate for a quarterback, I think he's got Atlanta this week, and I think he won't kill you in this matchup. Uh, got the three, 248 and three touchdowns. Um, so. Atlanta is still one of the most favorable quarterbacks. I mean, matchups for quarterbacks in fantasy. So, Drew Locke can uh, give you a service a week. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I'm a little worried about, just a little bit concerned about Drew Locke, but uh, I could be, I could be wrong. Uh, just because the three touchdowns came in a quarter, yeah. which is great. In Atlanta, the matchup is great, yep. but Detroit, Carolina, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Matthew Stafford. Granted, for different for different reasons that you know, you know Teddy Bridgewater, the weather, he got a little bit injured, but Atlanta's you know done decent against quarterbacks the last two games since the quarter since the head coach changed. Mm-hmm. So, just a little bit nervous because yeah. I don't really trust Drew Locke. Nah, this is the, I said yeah. If the, this is the desperate move. Uh, <laughs> this is matchup only. Yeah, if you're really no there because they're not a lot of quarterbacks that on the waiver. It's a lot of bye weeks this week, so you might end up having to get Drew Locke and starting him. Yeah, there's a possibility yeah. that that has to happen to yeah. you, and uh, <laughs> you know, tread carefully. Um, all right, man. What about the tight end position? Because this is a big week for the tight ends. Um, so yeah, I think at first, uh, so Trey Burton's got to be a guy. You know, second straight game with a rushing touchdown, which is <laughs> very odd to say for a tight end, but he's done. He's done it. <laughs> he's, he's being used, so that, that that's a, a good at least. Uh, he's at 22% rostership, so you know you can. He, he's out there. Eric Ebron, he's at 45% rostership, a little higher. Uh, you know, but he's still right there where I think he could be added uh, as of rest of the season. I think you know, tight end that you know can give you serviceable weeks. He has you know second straight game with five plus targets, uh, second straight week with at least 50 yards or a touchdown, um, and that's the third time he's done that this season. Uh, Big Ben, you know, the the average depth per target is not there. So, you know, uh, Eric Rubon is going to be a guy underneath that can get you some some yards. Uh, and then Rob Stowelli, uh after the next in line, and George Kittle, both those guys. I think maybe you can get, you know, Reed in the IR and get Ross Dwelly. But if, if, if it's looking like Jordan Reed is going to come back, then I think he'd be the guy, yeah, to go get. Uh, and be, don't sleep on the bye weeks. Thank Logan Thomas. Out of all those guys, he has the highest upside. He's, you know, he has some tight end one weeks in him at twenty one percent roster ship. Yeah, man, uh, it's gonna be rough. Um, I'm one of those guys. I I have 
a decent amount of George Kittle, so uh, I'm going to be looking on waivers for... Uh, yeah, see if you get Logan Thomas uh, tonight, right? For, is he still a free agent? No, it was the game. It's over now. Oh, uh, the game already uh, started. Mm. It's all good. Yeah. yeah that, I wish you told me that like four hours ago, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a great idea. Um. All right, man. Well, I think that is all we yes, got in terms of the the recap. So, um, everyone appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, we will talk to you guys for the Thursday night preview. Uh, you don't worry, you'll get the both of us for that one. Um, but have a good one, everyone. Please rate, review the podcast, whatever it is that you're listening. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, and we are we out. Are...